Hello and welcome to the Video Gamer UK podcast, the best podcast in this room. I'm joined by David Scammell. Hello. Who looks like he's asleep. You all right, Dave? Oh, it's the morning after the night before. No, it is indeed. It's a wonderful chair. And uh, what a night it's been. Mm. Oh, what a night. Um, Stephen Burns. Hello. Simon Miller. Hello and welcome. And I'm Matt Lees. And uh, yeah, obviously Chris Bratt is not with us again. He's dead. He's dead. Yeah. Unfortunately. We're going to have a memorial service for him next week. Yeah. Bless Chris Bratt. Would you like to say a few words? I love you, Chris Bratt. I can live. (laughs) I dread to think what's happened to the women of Magaluf. Yeah. And on that note, let's talk about some video (laughs) games, perhaps. Um, There's quite a big video game that's come out recently. I've heard about. I've heard a lot. And actually, I'm the only person in this room who hasn't played it. Mm. And that's GTA 5. GTA 5. GTA 5. I'm just going to say, I haven't played it because I've got a gammy eye, which means I can't look at screens for too long. Mm -hmm. And also, I didn't get my copy till today. But anyway, you guys talk about GTA. I'm just going to sit here. Well, I mean, I think, you know most people just from the action know that it's pretty good to say the least <laughs> Is it? it's quite yeah it's pretty good uh, i think the best thing i think i kind of said this in i did the review for videogamer.com which you can read now but to me it's not only the best gta but it's the best of gta they've taken everything they've learned they've um, ensured that they've not only included it but made sure it's better than it was done before and they've also got rid of some of the stuff that people you know actively said they didn't like and i think you know for them to stick to a vision they've obviously had years and years in the making and kind of compromise is the wrong word but make it work on so many levels is, is fantastic i mean my favorite thing is the checkpointing if you're looking at the evolution of the series checkpointing is brilliant you i'm know. so glad to hear that but that's the thing honest, I, I fucking hated gta4 well there was some checkpoint in gta4 which were generally miserable to have to go back through because it's mostly drive this truck for 10 minutes across yeah. the city it's like there's no skill in doing uh, that. I mean, that's quite harsh. I mean, I would say I fucking hated GTA 4. I love GTA 4. I think yeah. it was amazing. But I, I gave up in the end because of that. Because yeah. of, there was a couple of missions where it was like, I didn't mind the ones that were like, drive for 10 minutes. But why don't drive for 10 minutes with some other guy in the car? And when you have to do it for the fourth time or whatever. And you'd flip like, the car and it'd be like, mission failed. You'd be like, what? We're fine. So I flipped a car. Big deal. We'll just get another one. Like, But amazingly, they've obviously taken that under. And it's so much better. Like, there's one mission. Uh, before we go into this, there's not going to be any major spoilers in this. We will do a spoiler cast uh, uh, sort of thing later like we did with the last of us in a couple of weeks but there, if you want to go in completely you know like a virgin as madonna would say maybe oh. you you know turn down for 10 minutes or whatever but there is one mission um where all it asks you to do is jump a motorbike onto a train that's what you know so you think oh that's relatively simple but it's not <laughs> it's really quite difficult and not because it's it's broken or anything because it's genuinely you're trying to jump a motorbike onto a train and i got really worried because obviously I, try, I think Burns you were watching me at the time I tried to I was like I can't do this you feel under pressure but, as well don't you and, you do, and you've got a time limit on it as well but the best thing about it is is that if you miss the train it just starts you literally back off at the start of the train so you literally just keep getting to make these attempts so it never got annoying it never got frustrating I just thought okay I've got to do that whereas if it had put me you know miles miles back I would have gone I can't this is, this, this is driving me nuts but I mean after playing it now for over 40 hours that's been my life for the last 10 days or whatever. It's the worst. Hey man, admitting it as a first yeah, step. Can we just have a... <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I've gone through grief. How long have you been clean for? Uh, well, now it's about 12 hours. That's good, man. Well, every hour is important. <laughs> just keep going, yeah? Um, but to me, the thing that I still cannot get my head around is just the world. How much it's packed with things to do and just how it looks the world's the best bit I don't know how they've achieved the this on the, the Xbox 360 that's a box quote isn't it yeah. <laughs> <laughs> game video game life but how have they achieved this on an Xbox PS3 I don't understand I no, don't actually, understand you know how what? they've I'm done it by that. we had some really snarky comments on YouTube I know imagine such a thing we had I some snarky comments it. on YouTube going oh this game doesn't look very fuzzy what's wrong with the quality of this footage mm, oh, I can't wait for the game to come out on the, play- on the PC instead of console trash and it's like you know what guys actually you know what it looks bad on YouTube because it's YouTube. Yeah, YouTube go presses play the it. piss out of everything. I am as much of a PC lover as the next man, and I'm shocked at how good it looks on consoles. Mm. I'm probably still going to get it on PC when it comes out, because I think the multiplayer particularly will be a lot of fun with some of my mates on PC. But it looks fantastic. It's a technical marvel. There is just no way about it. I mean, all these, you know... Th- quotes or, or talk about, oh, it must have cost about £170 million. It wouldn't surprise me, because... You know, I hate it when people say, oh, it puts other games to shame. It's like, well, they're doing their own thing. But from a technical standpoint, that is a more than fair thing to say. I don't know how they've done it. If someone would like to tell me, I would love to know. Because it looks incredible. And it's just, I still get that thing where I'm sort of driving through the mountains or whatever, or the forest. And I look around and I go, how is this a game? It's ridiculous. And there's so much to do. Like, you, 
you can't go, you know, half a mile without being distracted or something happening or, you know, the AI doing something that makes you laugh. That's the thing, it feels alive. It doesn't just look pretty. Yeah, it does it feel feels alive. alive. It feels like there's people there, they're doing their own thing. I mean, Is it like a living, breathing city? Oh, it's just like that. Because <laughs> it annoys me, because I'm sure it is, but it's what everyone always bloody says, yeah, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, that's a marketing quote it's gone bad. It's a living, but, breathing city. I mean, that's summed up no more than when you do your jump characters thing. Because every time you jump to Trevor, you never know what he's going to be doing. And half the time, it's just... Sometimes yeah. it's disgusting and you're like, I don't even know where to I've start. I've yeah, Sometimes that, it's hilarious. That's really impressive in the fact that even after like 30 hours, you start to see them repeat, but... Ah, yeah, like, but it takes but a... Rarely. I mean, I was at about 35 hours when it introduced something new to me. I was like, you've got to be kidding me. I'm 35 and into the game and it's sure you can do this now if you want. I was like, oh, cheers. Appreciate that. I'm really looking forward to playing it, you know, but I, I really don't envy you having to review it. It's one of those things that sounds like first world problems, but it's like, oh, I had to review this video game. It was horrible. But actually, uh, nobody here wanted to review that game. But the thing is, it's, it's just, I mean, you know, it, it's, a, it's commendable to Rockstar that it is so big and there is so much to do, but it's also one of those games that you want to experience at your own pace. Yeah, you want to absolutely. take your time. And, and like I said, I mean, obviously, you know, it's, I'm not going to sit here and, you know, say it wasn't enjoyable to some length, but at the same time, you know, if you are playing at home, you, 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 you don't want to, you want to be distracted and you want to, you know, let those things sort of affect you naturally and stuff. And when you're reviewing it, you do have to kind of. I'm just really looking forward to chilling bit, out. But... My favourite things in um, in Red Dead were just sort of chilling out mm. <laughs> on a horse. Obviously, there's a lot of Red Dead influences here. Like the world, when you get to the more kind of sparse bits, you can tell. Which I mean that in a completely positive way, and the ecosystem and stuff like that. And they brought across obviously the strangers, and I think they call it strangers and freaks in this mm. one. Which they're cool and they're fun. They're just as good as they were. They're going Red Dead. I still think the the highlight of all of those is the is the one Red Dead with that spooky man. Oh, the man, the hat, he was just yeah. brilliant. He was just brilliant. But you know, That's there's fantastic. The, there's I, um, there's some... one of those guys, one of the freaks. You know, in the what? you know in the gameplay uh, <laughs> in the gameplay trailer, uh, there was Franklin walked past a guy dressed like um, uh, just I can't remember who it was, but you know the <laughs> we want you guy essentially, and he's saying, oh, everyone should get out of America, blah blah. If they're not white. And he walks past him. Well, I walk past that guy as Trevor. And uh, Trevor walks up and says, because there's this running joke that Trevor is actually Canadian, but doesn't want anyone oh, to yeah, know. Oh, yeah, I forgot about that. That is that's really strange. That does go on for the entire so, game. It's quite so funny. So this guy's saying, oh, well, the Mexicans should get out. And Trevor walks up and goes, so what do you think about Canadians? And he goes, <laughs> well, the Canadians are probably worse because they don't even at least the Mexicans look different I saw the most natural thing in the world now is just batter this guy <laughs> so and the, that's the genius of the game is that in previous in, so in GTA 4 there was I hate this phrase but ludonarrative dissonance Nico's meant to be like a nice guy he's trying to get out of this world but he will just kill people for cash didn't really fit but the genius of GTA 5 is is that all the characters all three of the characters are definite products of their environment yeah. and so when you switch to Trevor there's this unbelievable, swaggering, horrible sense that you can do anything and get away with yeah, it. Yeah, that's and so I did, true. I went to, a, I went to, there's those, these little towns, just, you know, little hick towns. Walked into one of them. I think I bought some sweets or something. I was wearing like a, you can, with Trevor, you can buy these horrible checked suits that don't <laughs> fit quite right. It looks like Beetlejuice. And so you can see his socks and he's got like Argyle socks that don't match. So I walked in, bought some sweets and then it said, you can, you can rob this place. I'm like, I will. And I just shot the guy and walked out. No one, no one, no one reacted because it was like, yeah. And I drove off in my four by four, like listening to you, country music, like. Yeah. But then he's then if you put on a, sounds amazing. I will be honest. If you put on a, a station that he doesn't like, he goes, he goes yeah. fuck this, <laughs> turns it over. <laughs> there was just a, little things like that. He goes into certain buildings and way as well. Like I mean, these are the do times of the story, but they're organic as well. And they t- people say you're banned. He goes, ah, I'm always banned. It's just like he's got this reputation where. He's, He's a difficult character because for the first few hours, he's awful. I don't mean that like, in, from a story point of view. The stuff he's doing is completely unrelatable. And you're like, this guy is... Mm. is, is I, enjoy, I enjoyed the, um, the disconnect. I thought it was actually quite fun. But then after about 10 hours, as they start to slowly drop who he is, how he's coming, you do start to not necessarily feel for him, but Relate. feel for him more. Maybe. Yeah, like he's, 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 he's brilliant. He's brilliant. I mean, I love them all on, on their different levels, but mm. Trevor certainly has... It's, I mean, I, can't, I won't go into why, but there's a conversation that him and Michael have when they're driving to, um, to scout out a bank. And Michael says to him, basically gives him his opinion of who he is. And what Michael says is brilliant. And Trevor's reaction is just... And that's the moment for me I went, they're so well. It's the best characters GTA has ever had. There's so many moments like that where you're just like, wow. That, that, 
So there was a bit last night I was playing, and it was one of the random events, or it was made out to be a random event, you know, when the little blue blip appears yeah, on yeah, the yeah. radar. I think they are all random, pretty much. I think they follow a pattern, but they are all random. I was just walking through this car park in this kind of retail park area, and there were these two guys outside holding up um, the shop owner. The shop owner was basically on his knees with his hands in the air. And it, it said to me that the, the, the guys robbing him said, gas a car and we'll sort you out some of the cash, that sort of thing. Did you guys get... get yeah, this is I well. think I saw that one. I didn't do it, though. I and so you're in that situation. Like, there's these two random guys just holding up this, this shop owner. What do you do? You can either kill the guys, presumably, yeah. or do what they say and take some of the cash. Anyway, I thought, I'll help them out. And I got a car. Turned out, one of the main characters from GTA 4 was the guy robbing the... F- and I'm like, I could have just killed him. Like, Who was it? Do you want to know? I don't actually, maybe don't actually. And it's like, I had no idea. I do want to know, When he said who he was, and I looked at him, I was like... Shit! Oh, that's yes. amazing. And it's I like, I could have just killed you. What? <laughs> and it's things like that. Yeah. that. And just the little dynamic events where you walk down, uh, I was telling you this earlier, Burns, is it Grove Street? You mm. walk down from the original San Andreas? Yeah. And it's all, you know, the gang members there in their colours and all that. And you're just walking around as Franklin. Like, but it's lovely nostalgia, isn't it? Well, well I was yeah, amazed by the, just the, the quality of what they've recreated. I mean, me and uh, Simon did a couple of videos one video where we were just, um, it was just us driving around the edge of the map, actually. Yeah, it was and fun. If, if, you wanna, if you haven't got the game, actually, and you just want to get a sense for, like, if you can't be bothered with all the... scale the, of it, yeah. The scale of it and also just the architecture. It's worth having a watch. It was actually quite entertaining. Um, and surprisingly non-violent. I accidentally fired a gun at one point, but that was... We did run over goal. two people. That was you. That wasn't me. I'm yeah, not taking any responsibility No, 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 that. that was a joint road trip, my friend. I don't know, man. I was just a passenger. I did tell you not to run anyone over. I was quite but specific about that. You did not leave the car, therefore you are... I'm not having this argument again, Simon. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, just looking at, like, uh, the beach and looking at the, the pier and just all these different locations, just having this real sense, because I've been to LA quite a few times, and it's just like, whoa, I've been there. I've yeah, been there. that's... The... I had that in New York, but it was more... New York felt like more of a scene place. It felt like, oh, yeah, it feels like New York City, you know? And I had some bits where I'm like, oh, yeah, I've been here, but... LA, I think more so. The bloody saddle ranch is in there. Yeah, yeah. Ranch it's called Spit Roasters. Oh man, our hotel yeah. where we stayed at this UC three is in there. Should like to go is and visit. It really? it? Yeah, it's not cool, but it was cool. But it, I went to see it. How sad is that? Oh, let's go look at the hotel. Is the convention center in there? And all no, that? because that's to do with the licensing, isn't it? I don't yeah. know. Like the Staples Center's not there either because there's nothing like but, to reflect that. No... I'll tell you what is in there, and this this nearly caused a problem. Well, I'm surprised my girlfriend didn't say anything more about it. There's a, there's a very famous, well, infamous strip. Club strip. Oh god, called, the, uh, body the body shop. Body shop. Now I've never um, been in the body uh, shop. Whatever. But I do, whatever. I, I, tr- I haven't. But trust me, I, but I I've got a picture <laughs> of. Oh, this is so pathetic. I've got a picture of me and someone else like planking outside of it because there was a guy sitting outside. But you loved it at the time. You there was a like, guy yeah. sitting outside of the body shop and he was blessing people as they walked past. And so we were like, what's the most ridiculous picture we can get? So <laughs> planking with a guy blessing. So, Amazing. Anyway, so I switched to Franklin and Franklin just walks out of the body shop. Yeah. And I was like, Lydia, Lydia, get in here. Come and check this out. And I went into oh, Facebook. God. I was like, I've got these pictures. Look, this is the Chateau Marmont. This is... You know, and there's this the is a world famous strip club. <laughs> there's, that, there's that, you know, that food place. It's my like favorite strip club in a game. Yeah, and <laughs> look, darling. Like, what's you standing outside of a strip club? What's this picture of you? I, was like, I did not go in the strip club. <laughs> um, Rubbish. Yeah, I'm just outside of it. <laughs> but you know, uh, those little moments. Because honestly, that, that's always a believable lie, isn't it? You know, <laughs> I, I, I didn't go in. I was just walking past. No one and somebody snapped the picture of me. Yeah, so it's a picture of me with a man blessing. That is the best thing about it. It's just. You know, even if you haven't been there, you'll still appreciate the city. But when you can actually imagine yourself being in a digital world, I mean, it sounds sad almost, but it's just, there's something quirky about it. And there's something, you know, fun. I don't know what it is. but it's, I'm really uh, looking forward to taking my time with it, actually, and just having fun with it. It seems like it's massive. It's but, massive. Uh, I mean, the story is h- huge for, uh, I mean, a story. I mean, I, I do really enjoy it. And it, it, it's very good at keeping you interested and intrigued. And it's also good at sort of, I mean, something that happened a few days ago, probably last week, no, definitely last week. There, there's one moment where, Trevor does something. That's all I'll say. And two things, actually. One's quite well documented online. We're not going to talk about that here. But there's another one that people haven't talked about, which I actually think is, is on par. Where And it, they, they do this with all the characters, but obviously because Trevor's are, are far more shocking and, dare I say, controversial, they kind of stick in the memory longer. And you kind of just walk away going, my gosh, <laughs> I'm in control of this man. <laughs> and he just did that within the realms of this. And it's fascinating. It's really yeah. good. And the dichotomy between the three is, is brilliant. Like the way they fall out with each other, the way they like each other, the way they ask for each other's help, the way you can then use those three in the missions to jump around. And 
you know, you kind of have your GTA experience when you've got your individual ones, but then you can muck around with all those kind of three and it never really falls down. I mean, I can't think of a bad word to say about it, really, if I'm honest. Well, I'm sure people is... will. I reckon we've got about three or four days before yeah. people start to go, wow, that's a bit oh, disappointing because it, of this. I'm I sure the opening I'm finding a little bit underwhelming. The, I think the first couple of hours are quite slow. The Franklin stuff. See, I don't agree with that. I loved, I loved all of that. I thought that was awesome. Because I was just enjoying just being in, in that world and experience. I, 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 liked, I like the slow burn. The I mission thought... design seems very similar to previous. Well, I read somewhere GTAs. that I read somebody who said that basically they, they kind of felt like Franklin's early missions were almost a kind of joke nod to the mission structure of previous GTA games. Yeah, yeah. I think that I'm could not be sure an argument. I don't know. I, yeah. I, you could argue that. I don't know if, if I didn't pick up on that, but I think you could argue that. I mean, I also think it build, it's builds. GTA 5 builds, which is ridiculous because it's such a long game. But, you know, once you're at... And everyone is going to play for 15 hours. Let's not pretend that we're not. And it's still really good before that. But once you start doing the heist and the three-way stuff, then it starts going, right, this is GTA 5. And, yeah, it's just... I think it's... All the heists are just... There's not a bad Wasn't heist. Isn't that the opposite of what happened with GTA 4? Didn't people start to kind of lose... I lost interest. interest, yeah. yeah. I mean, I, I played for about uh, 25, 30 hours, and I loved it. And then I hit the point where the radio started repeating all the time. I'd seen all the TV shows. I'd seen all the jokes. I'd heard all of the quips from passerbys and stuff. And um, as soon as the world... Be- that, at that point, the world became a little bit less real because I felt mm. like the world was false. And then all I had was the actual game and the missions, and I found that incredibly frustrating. Mm. But it seems like the, the checkpointing was all I wanted. Mm. Don't make me yeah, drive I mean, for 10 minutes again and again. They definitely <laughs> don't do that. And also, the mission, I mean, there's, in past GTAs, obviously, I know it's different because I reviewed this one, but I didn't get the same sensation. I would always stop for a while. San Andreas stands out a mile. I remember I stopped for about three months because I was stuck on a mission. I thought I could just need, I need to rest, and then other sure. things happened. But then eventually I went back and I persevered and I got, I, got, I got my way through it. I haven't felt that with this one once. There was no mission. There were some missions that I got frustrated at because they were difficult, but there hasn't been one mission where I think I would have gone, I'm leaving this for a bit. Well, you can mm. generally switch. You can skip missions as well. And you can you, skip you missions. Can skip missions so it's far more user-friendly. And, but, um, yeah, were you speaking about Red Dead earlier? Because you're saying a lot of that stuff came over from you can, Red you, Dead. You can see it, yeah. But there's a great moment... Um, and I'm not sure if it's if it correlates exactly, but it really reminded me of something in Red Dead. You know, in Red Dead Redemption, there's a moment when you kind of come over from the homestead where you start the game and you take a big looping uh, path all the way from the top of what seems like a mountain into a valley. And you, oh, yeah. wide, and you yeah. look over this vast expanse. It's the first time you really see how big the world is. Yeah. Well, there's a real sense of that happening exactly again with Trevor when you drive him into the city for the first yeah, time. Yeah, it's true. It's and you massive. come around the same road and there's the same lipped bit and you he gets out of the car and looks onto the same oh, yeah. expanse. But yeah. now it's... LA and he goes yeah look at it and it's like, it's lovely it seems like a massive callback to that <laughs> in Red Dead Redemption and it's absolutely well, that's what I'm most well excited done. about actually is because I like GTA but I find it a little bit claustrophobic sometimes my favourite moments were when I got a helicopter and just started roaming above the city and listening mm. to Phil Collins and oh, stuff oh man you'll love this thing, uh, but yeah I, li- I kind of like I like the dense urban stuff but sometimes I just sort of think oh, it'd be nice to just sort of get some space and just go for a cruise the way it's also naturally done as well because you can obviously drive 10 minutes in a straight line and go from downtown to sort of you know, country s thing. Well, it doesn't feel doesn't feel jarring. I'm sold. Perfect. I'm sold. This video game sounds like mm, a lot of fun. Mm, it's the I fifth might. one as well. Surprisingly, oh, I, know, yeah, I should yeah, probably yeah. go and play the first four. Maybe first, maybe catch, catch up. up story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but no, yeah, brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. <laughs> Amazing. Yeah. I'm gonna look forward to playing. And obviously, we are gonna do a kind of. Uh, this has obviously been quite spoiler free. Uh, hopefully, otherwise, you know, give us a slap on the wrist. Uh, but we will be doing a big spoiler cast of GTA yeah. Five because there's definitely so those two scenes that I think will, will cause some controversy. I would like to chat about because I probably yeah. think I fall down on a different side of the fence. So we might even we might even come back on like you know um later in the week and do something depending on yeah. who how who far we all get and who yeah. gets far but we'll we'll definitely do something if not the end of this week then start next week so do keep an eye out for that moving on to other games that are equally um well we're talking about frustration from gta 4 <laughs> i've been playing two games this week that have been very frustrating i'll go through them quite quickly uh one of them is volgar the viking which was a kickstarter game based on being like oh it's like games used to be it's an arcade game when games used to be hard it's bollocks um it's absolute bollocks because it is exactly like games used to be and the fact that it's incredibly frustrating, not mechanically brilliantly made, too simplistic, and uh, vastly based on trial and error. So don't go to any of that because it's just boring. As <laughs> who well. made it? Um, it's a, it, a studio. It's you know not. All right, not no a one like, yeah, okay, really. right. Well, you know, just a group of devs who were like, "Hey, we're going to make a game like games used to be." But I, I went back and read the Kickstarter page, and it was like, 
a classic game, but with a modern... And it was like, well, no, there's nothing, there's nothing modern about it. Like, you know, there's no unlocks. There's no... And I love it when you get that, when you get like um, games that bring back old school game mechanics, but then freshen them up with some... It's like... Yeah, bring it into the new era, so to speak. You know, there's a lot of purists who are like, oh, games used to be better. Games should be like they used to be. And it's like, no, you're wrong. Um, and there are things that we've lost about games that are important. Mm-hmm. But you ignoring, completely ignoring everything that we've learned about game design for the past 20 years is just fucking stupid. Like, mm-hmm. to literally just go, I don't care about anything that's happened for 20 years. Mm-hmm. I'm going to make this game as if we don't know. It's just like, you know what... Well, if that's if that's what you want out of your gaming, just literally like some sort of nostalgic tinting your eyes, then ignoring you're a fucking that is, moron. Ignoring what's all the all the developments made, it just strikes me as being similar to that Simpsons episode of all things, where they have the uh, the idol, the is it the angel, and yeah, everyone yeah. becomes really religious. And uh, I think the angel falls, and everyone's like, "We're rejecting everything like modern." The angel falls on Mo, and the and the first thing he says is, "Oh, my spine! I hope medical science can save yeah, yeah. it." It's like, yeah, because you want it to be like as you remember when you were a kid. Then you play and go, "Oh yeah, that was." Oh. It's true. It's like let's let's remake old well, beasts. Old beasts are shit. It's the thing is, it's basically like there are some bits like the jumping isn't quite precise enough. Sometimes you get stuck on scene. You get all these little things that like you look at and go this is a bit of a glitch there was a couple of little glitchy things but it used to be the stuff that you just accept yeah. because games were like that mm. and a lot of it it's just like it's a side scroller you can swing a sword um, you collect armor and it's like ghouls and goblins basically when you collect armor you, each one is a hit you can take but enemies just like they keep respawning if you don't keep pressing forward so they'll keep coming forward a lot of the time they jump down from places it's basically it is just trial and error and trying to go through the stage and make sure you don't get hit by memorising where the enemies come from. But you know what? There was a reason for why that happened, right? The reason that they used to make games like that was because of memory restrictions. Well, that's the thing, yeah, the technology wasn't up to par. You could only make a game with like 20 screens in it or something. So the way you do that would be making it hard, so you'd have to keep doing it. Mm. It's an absolutely absolute... Obsolete way of making games. But anyway, I saw a screenshot of it and I saw a video and thought, that looks like awesome fun. I'm going to play it. I played it and I thought, this is dick. Mm. So there we are, Volgar the Viking, don't it's, bother. It's like when they, it was Tales in Time they put on Xbox Live Arcade and the Tales Arcade game, both of them. And you think, I'm so excited. And he played and went, boring. Well, there's, I mean, there's mm. literally only one attack button to this. I mean, Not you can worth. throw spears by pressing up and attack and there may be some unlockables later, but really, who's got time for that? And on that note, <laughs> <laughs> another game I do not have time for and I kind of was very angry about it. This is interesting though, this one. I'm interested <sighs> about this. It's Goddess. Mm. Now, Goddess by 22 Cans, obviously Peter Molyneux's company. Um, he's left Lionhead to make his own games. He's done a lot of talk about this, a lot of like, you know, talk about what it's going to be. And actually, it, the game it resembles most is it's like a cross between Populous and curiosity. Now, it's like curiosity. It's not actually like curiosity. No, it is. It is. Oh, yeah. we haven't had that conversation. I did not know this. Yeah. Okay, so I'll explain this. Basically, Populous, for those who don't know, is a classic god game. It invented the god game. Mm. So that's where Molly got incredible. his badges for. It's not incredible. I played Populous. Oh, sorry, my, my mistake. <laughs> <laughs> Shut up. It, it was incredible. It was. At the was, time. Yeah. But I went back to play Populous a couple of years ago because I was doing a radio show about god games, right? And... Um, I played it, and all you do in that game, right? You can do earthquakes and shit, but all you do, the way to win that game, is you make everything really flat, right? And then <laughs> you make everything really flat, and then they build castles. And by building castles, you win. And that's how you win that game. It's basically, you are the god of Milton Keynes. Sorry, I'm reading a joke. Roundabouts. But yeah, that's all you do, is you make things flat. And actually, it kind of takes away the magic of being a god, because you realise that actually you're not a god, you're a caretaker. And that's where God games can kind of feel too much like Sims, basically. That sounds mm. like the plot of a of an indie movie that would really strike it big at the Oscars, <laughs> where God is bored of his power. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, no, all right, I'm off. I'm going to get that pen. Get that pen. <laughs> but um, yeah, so it's a bit like that in the fact that all you do is you uh, instead of being grids, it's all like you know like rounded and nice. And I've got to say, it looks lovely. The audio design is beautiful. The art style is lovely. Um, but all you do is you stretch out the land like a pizza. Actually, it's a lot like making a pizza. And then um, they pop up with new toppings, i.e. houses, there with me. And then, but all you do is click on stuff. That's it, right? The whole game is you click on stuff. That's it. That's the game. But what happens when you click on stuff? Right, so what happens is you click on... Um, there's a timer on every house and a purple orb appears. A timer? A timer, yeah. Well, you don't see the timers. Okay. You know how in, like, Plants vs. Zombies, right, you get those little pop-ups, like um, the little sunshine things that drop down from the screen. You click on them, and you get more money. Right, yeah. That works in Plants vs. Zombies because that's a tiny addition to the game in the original one, I haven't played a sequel, which gives you a kind of like, like, oh, yeah, I've got 10 more, now I can build that plant. Mm -hmm. Imagine 
if that was the entire of Plants vs. Zombies, just clicking on well, orbs. So you build your houses, you build them, right? You don't build them, the right. people build stuff, right? Did you tell the people to build them? No, you stretch out the land, so it creates... Um, if you stretch out the land and make it flat, it will create a blueprint area, right? And then a house can go there. Then a little flag will appear on one of your houses that you've already built. You click on that one, and it will send a man out who will go and build the house. There are no resources for building, they just build them. Oh the, no, the resource the best but bit. But the resource you do have is belief, and the belief resource comes from uh, these pink orbs that appear above all of your houses. And it's basically just all you do is you spend the pink stuff to stretch out the land so that the people can build more houses so you can have more pink orbs appearing above the houses, right? Long story short, it's fucking Farmville, right? It is Farmville. Sounds I'm like sorry. I'm, I'm just, so sorry. I, I, I don't know how to respond to this. I know there's a lot of disappointment, but, but I, just, I am. I'm, I cannot believe that we've kickstarted. I didn't because I don't really <laughs> trust Molyneux to be honest. And I've been saying for you know I've been saying on the podcast a lot, right? That I think that Molyneux leaving might be good for the Fable series. I still don't think that will fix the Fable series. But for a long time, Legends is quite good. Well, I've suspected like that his influence has had a damaging effect on it in terms of simplicity because he seems to think that games being more inclusive means genuinely dumbing them down to a level that is almost offensive. And Goddess is that. There's no right click. There's no, there's no right click. See, that, there's no menus. You literally just use one button. You just I, click. I find that bizarre because obviously the whole point of it, or the, the, what I took from it, I'm not saying it was correct, was this was, I'm back. You know, I'm going back to what brought me to the dance and I'm going to update it for 2013. Farmville is not that game. Like, if you like Farmville, fair enough. But that's not what I want from a Peter Molyneux project. I mean, on a personal level, I hate Farmville. I think Farmville is the scum of everything. Uh, I just don't get it. I just don't get it. But, you know, people like it, which is good. But I don't think we should be making... Well, I mean, actually, it's not fair to say it's Farmville. It's more like Tiny Tower in the fact that it's the same bollocks wrapped up in a much nicer wrapper. Um, it's just... I mean, I've, I've had suspicions for many years that Molyneux... I, and I've got to say, I love Molyneux. I think he's a great speaker. I think he's a yeah, great think he's force great, yeah. for British development. I think he's a great ideas man. However, I don't think he's a good game designer. And I think that actually, rather than this being like his triumphant escape and being like, look, I'm... I'm finally free of the shackles of all this stuff. I could make brilliant games again. It's actually just highlighted the fact that he's not a good game designer. He needs that, um, what's it called? When you put someone through uh, something or other to stop their creative madness. Blender. <laughs> he needs someone to put him through <laughs> the blender. A blender. But basically, he needs, he needs his ideas to be curbed, maybe. I think he does. Way. And I think this is, you know, again, what we've talked about this a lot in the past is the fact that when you have um, people, individuals with too much creative control, especially mm. when they're the spokespeople, it's the same with everything, you know, same with politics and stuff. If you give the people who are good spokespeople all of the control, that's not necessarily a good idea because mm. the best spokespeople aren't always the best designers. Yeah, you know? yeah you've got plenty of strengths. Molyneux's uh, got a uh, history of, of going off topic and. Basically, anecdotally, this is one of the best examples of that is from another journo friend of mine who was interviewing him in, and the journo was in Bournemouth and he was on the phone and their ski, uh, seagull squawked in the background and Molyneux chuntering away like, and he went, where are you? <laughs> the guy went, uh, what? He's like, I'm in the office. He was like, but where is your office? He was like, oh, it's in Bournemouth it's like the seaside I thought so <laughs> he just carried on I can imagine that him in his design shoot he'd made going, a game in his head already the, wait a minute seaside just going hmm, just mm, being completely distracted it all makes sense well I don't know I mean this feels very focused to me it doesn't feel distracted it, it's a finished game right it's a beta it's a beta so, okay. uh, and but actually, still they're not going to change the core well they may do who knows if you're listening to us now <laughs> there is, opening level. it's yeah. kind of hard to explain and I know it sounds flippant if you just say it's just clicking on things but it is just clicking on things and then waiting for other things to appear so you click on things um, obviously there are people as well the people will die if you don't look after them but then you do that guess by how you do that clicking on them you click on them uh, it's just yeah, a game where like, honestly I thought I was going to get RSI I played it for about an hour right? <laughs> I made a video which was me for 20 minutes it was going to be a nice video basically the idea was because you can't restart your game once you start it right it just keeps going um, which means loads of people who've tried to make videos of it have played it for an hour and then thought right I've got the idea of this now I'll make a video start again and realise they can't so I was going to be clever and have a video where it's like ah, me playing it right from the start in little five minute gaps and going here's five minutes later uh, but the capture went wrong. And I was angry about that, and I was so angry about the game that I've just made another version of the video, it should be up now, which is basically a kind of turbo gameplay verdict, which is what I think of Goddess in two and a half minutes and shows you exactly why it's rubbish. It's it's sounds fun. like black and shite. Black and shite. I like that. I don't like the fact there's no resources. They're my favourite thing about all those games. It's, I like wood, metal, and... Uh, people. Well, there's another one. I can't Religion. Remember. Jesus. 
All right, you've gone well off topic, but it's a shame. That actually Molyneux genuinely upsets me. has an obsession with streamlining and simplicity, which goes beyond the pile and goes to the point where things get damaged. And that's what happened, I think. And I've been saying this for a while, and I'm actually, to be honest, this game kind of, I feel like I've been proven right by it, is what happened and what went wrong with Fable 3. And the fact that Fable 2's um, ability, the, the wheel of like things you could do to interact with people, that mm. system of hold down a trigger and then choose from a wheel what you want to do was perfect mm. it was one of the most perfect interaction systems for crowd interaction which yeah. is what you want in fable has ever been made by any game fable 2 was great the fact that they then scrapped the most perfect element of their game for fable 3 in which you just pressed a button to do something nice or a button to do something nasty and had no agency over what you did you just did something nice or something nasty felt like i, I just it was like why mm. like just, just. It, I think he treats casual gamers as idiots, and I think that's a really dangerous thing to do because, you know, my first job in the industry, I worked in market research. I've talked about this before. It's the early podcast if you want to know more. But basically, you know, the industry treated nine-year-old girls as if they were idiots, and it backfired because they weren't. They didn't know the lingo, but they were smart. They could understand smarter games than the industry well, gave them credit I mean, that, for. That's always the way we think of Mario, isn't it? Like, Mario 64 is not a... You have to have some sense of intelligence to understand how it works. But kids did. Kids worked it out. Kids yeah, loved it. It's intuitive, so. isn't it? Well, exactly, yeah. And I think that Molyneux's approach to these games of making everything, like, so hand-holdy and so simple... Um, to, in, the, in the idea of being... And I, I don't believe it's uh, insidious. I think he genuinely thinks he is being inclusive. I think he's just making incredibly boring tat. Wow. And I mean, my mum plays loads of little... She loves Plants vs. Zombies. Plants vs. Zombies is not a difficult game, but it's not a simple game either. There's it's a lot to yeah, it. It's strategy. You it's know. a real-time strategy. Well, not really, but you know, it's, it's, it's almost like it's advanced hard to fail. wars, kind of. Yeah. It's hard to fail, but there's stuff to it. Yeah, yeah. And she's a really, really casual gamer. And she got into that. This stuff, when literally, like, when you boil it down, he's obsessed with boiling it down to, like, single buttons. Ubisoft have an obsession with, with boiling things down to, like, the body and using the four face mm. buttons on the controller to be, like, the head, the arms, and the feet and stuff. And that's kind of simplicity to a level that works. Um, but this is just he's obsessed with one button and that's why the Fable's combat was always one button and that kind of worked but here he has literally condensed an entire game to, to one, one button. mouse button is it button. an iOS game as well? I think it is yeah and I think that's so the thing is if you play it on an iPad whilst you're watching TV and you literally just move around tapping on things yeah. it might be quite entertaining but to yeah, be what honest was, there was that game, game like that what was that game that everyone did they watched TV and they did just touch the screen Curiosity? no there's another one was it anyway. Tiny Tower? Maybe, I can't remember. But anyway, they, so maybe that's it is. Maybe that's... I think I maybe know. that's what he's gone for. But know. to be honest, Peter Molyneux, he's supposed to be one of the brightest brains Yeah, you want something a gaming. bit more in, in, in innovative. And he's you? made a game that you log on to every hour or so and, and tap on things mm. for 10 minutes. Just fuck off. Like, hey, look, bollocks. I'm sorry, he's, he's, he's been... In my mind now, he's in the bloody Suda 51 boat. Like, he's, he's supposed to be this legendary <laughs> game designer. And it's like, you know what? That's ever-increasing boat. Is, well, no, I'm sorry, right? But we've got some people in this industry who have, like, huge respect. And now people are on their own and making smaller projects and smaller games. It, you know, we can't... How long are we going to pretend that Molyneux is this visionary game designer? I mean, Curiosity well, was, like, an interesting aboard, private yacht. <laughs> Come on. Know, I'll push it out to sea, right? I'll push it out to sea, but they'll be full of wildfire. And they'll fire one fiery arrow, and the whole fleet will burn. And, and then you will be the king. Molyneux will find a way to make a game out of that using one button, and you'd be like, damn it. I don't know. I'm just, I just think, honestly, it's something where it's like, really? I think, in my mind, he's got to pull something out of his ass quite quickly. Otherwise, it's going to be like, nah, mate, you're not a legendary game designer anymore. You made some good stuff back in the day, but now you're sort of in the Jeff Minter barrel of people who've sort of maybe gone a bit past their death. Milo. <laughs> Get Milo out your Get ass. Milo. Milo's dead. He fell down some stairs, everyone knows that. Yeah, yeah. um, we should push on. I'm, I'm going to briefly steal your news cannon, Dave. Is that right? Before we do that, well, can we you... just... Do yeah, literally one minute. Literally, don't say more. They say Wind Waker HD oh, yeah, is course, lovely. Of course, yeah, absolutely lovely, beautiful, wonderful. I mean, don't play if you don't like Wind Waker. But you know, <laughs> if um, if uh, if you liked Wind Waker and if you haven't played it for a long time as well, just getting to replay it again when it looks all you know sparkly and lovely is just wonderful. It's a lovely, beautiful, incredible game. What do you think about the art style? Because I've re- I've heard that it basically it's different. Is, is this it? a conversation from 2003? <laughs> <laughs> I've heard it's not like the other Zelda games. <laughs> do, do you mean... No, I mean, I mean that the way they've made it HD, right? the way they've given those edges clarity, yes. apparently makes it look a bit more 3D and a bit less like a painting. Yes, I agree with that. That is true. What do you reckon? But, uh, I'd agree with that. I would say it does look... It, it looks less... Like someone has hand drawn it with with a with I a want, paintbrush. I want but your opinion. Do you like it? I do like it though. That's the thing. Like I, I think it just. 
I mean, I played Wind Waker loads, so it's not like I don't have those memories. And to see it all just glistening on an HD television, because it still has that original effect that it did. I think I need to caveat a massive Zelda fanboy, but um, <laughs> the fact to see it glistening, you know, and just looking so good, and then it, it plays fantastically. I mean, people forget that, you know, Wind Waker was supposed to be this Zelda game that then took them all in a different direction. They were all going to look like this, but then the internet decided they didn't like it, and that changed everything. And hence why Twilight Princess ended up looking, you know, angry and serious. But it's it just plays so well, and it, it has so much character because it's sort of quote unquote hand drawn. So, you know, Link's face and the way that changes and the way the kind of the sword swipes that you see, you know, like the cartoon sort of white lines and stuff. And to see all that moving, I love the, the animation. explosions in that game. That's the thing. They look so, so good. So cool. Like, no real explosions are ever going to look as good as that because that's, you know, that's been thought out and, 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 and adapted to, to this style. So, you know, just play it. If it's you like, like a them. bomb full of cinnamon. <laughs> it was. <laughs> I think it's my favourite Zelda, Wind Waker. Oh, pla- so, just, if you've got a Wii U and you think you need something to play I might have to get it, that. Just play it. It looks yeah. great. And it's just, it's a fantastic, mm. fantastic game. It's, unfortunately, though, it's another one of those Wii U games. It's great for people that have got Wii U's, but it's not going to sell Wii U's. Yeah. It feels still. like it's £10 too much. Well, it's twenty nine ninety nine. it feels like if they'd done the Skyward Sword in HD, I would have got it because yeah, I haven't no, played Skyward Sword yeah. and because it came too late. But we talked about this before. But yeah, Wind Waker HD... If you you know if you've got some pocket money left over from GTA, maybe maybe pick it up. Another one briefly, actually. Did we talk about Eldritch last week? I wasn't on the podcast last week, so I don't know. I don't. Did we talk? Mm, about... I don't think we did. I think it's that late sure. in the week. All right. Well, I'll keep it really brief, just in case I did. But Eldritch is coming out next month, I believe, October. We got access to a little beta of it. I think the beta is going open in September, which is this month. Uh, it's amazing. Really, 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 really good. It's basically, it's a kind of 3D roguelike. It looks like Minecraft-style graphics, but uh, it's a lot of people go, oh, another game looks like Minecraft. It's got a really defined atmosphere and art style that really gives it a sense of place, and it feels unique, and it's just really, really, really yeah, good. It's very um, impressive. It's basically, really impressed. Uh, there is a video. There's a video both on the website and on YouTube, so um, if you just go and type Eldritch, it's E L D. R-I-T-C-H and you'll be able to watch us. We play it for about 20 minutes and even like you were just watching and Simon, you were quite entranced. I was, right? I mean, I, they, I don't, I mean, I appreciate those games but they wouldn't be my sort of go-to but they, it was fantastic, like really genuinely very impressive. And yeah, I mean, I'm, I've only played a bit of it but I really rate it. It's the sort of game basically at the moment, no one's really talking about that much but I get the impression when it gets close to the launch it's going to be a game that a lot of people have been talking about. Yeah, I think so. So I definitely get ahead of the curve and actually the beta is really, really playable at the moment so it might be worth keeping an eye on when that goes live because then you can get early access and play it. I agree. It's bloody scary as well even though it's got cartoon graphics. Oh no, the atmosphere is The thing is like everyone's like, oh I don't like the art style, it's a bit too childish and yeah, I kind of agree a lot of the monsters look quite cartoony um, but I'm glad they don't look horrible because I find it bloody terrifying. Yeah. And, uh, oh, your final thing to sell it on is the fact that um, it's got one of the enemies are the enemies from Doctor Who in the episode Blink, i.e. the statues that uh, basically if the statues are looking at you and then you turn your back and they come and get you. Doctor Boo. It's, uh, <laughs> which is an amazing idea. Doctor Boo. He's full of it today, aren't you? I'm just on him. You're just on it. <laughs> you are full of it today. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just chilling He's out. full of I beans. Like that that scammer is full of beans. <laughs> I'm, uh, yeah, I'm just, there's not a lot of news this week, but I'm going to take Dave's... Uh, Go for it. Feel free. He's kind of fire yep. it back in his face. Uh, I think most important news this week is the fact that Blizzard are getting rid of the Diablo 3 auction house in March. That's madness. I thought that's what people... They, why did they get rid of it? I thought people loved it. and it was like, No. No. No one loved right. it. I thought that was the whole point of Diablo 3. You've been living in bizarro land. I just don't play Diablo. That's the thing. No, it? that's fair enough. Um, but basically, it's, it's, I think it's really important for a simple reason, the fact that it was something they added because they could make a little extra buck off of it. But mm. loads of people who were Diablo fans hated it because when you add an online infrastructure and economy to a game, it changes the game and it means that you're not just getting fun loot and treasure at a rate that's pleasurable, you're getting it to fit in with an economy. Yeah. In the, like in World of Warcraft, where it's like... Like in real life. Yeah, like in real life. And there's an allure to that and the appeal real life to it. shit. But real life is shit. Absolutely. <laughs> Right. <laughs> the video game podcast. It's all right. Six out of ten, I'd say. Promising, but what, too, for life. Too many obvious Jeez. flaws. Too many obvious flaws. Let's I think not, it needs balancing. Let's not get it does. Uh, down. Expert balancing. That's what. There's life no means. sense of character progression. You work for years, uh, and obviously, character progression is so slow that you never really feel like anything's changing. It's, and also, I still feel like I'm level two. It's got, yeah. <laughs> it's got the main problem that all that all free to play games have: pay to win. Yeah, know? absolutely, it's, pay to win. I, I just love. 
Dave Scammell, level two at life. And now I'm being fucking <laughs> kickstarted. It doesn't get worse. Yeah, I'll briefly mention that now. Anyway. Actually, our competition goes on. Uh, the member of the month competition this month is to do a Kickstarter for Dave or kickstart something from Dave's perspective that is the sort of thing he'd likely kickstart. Somebody, <laughs> it's a mental competition description, I know, but somebody's already done a Google Doc, which yeah, is basically massive. a massive Google Doc. I'm yet to see explaining this, but Dave excited. Scammell, the board game with all mm. the rules and stuff. Oh, it's very Which impressive. we'll have to play, I guess. We'll have, have to, to make have it, go, yeah. play. Um, um, with Diablo quickly, why March? Uh, March, well, I don't know. They haven't announced when the... the there's a, basically an expansion years. pack. Yeah, we'll no, there's on. an expansion pack coming out as well. I All right, so it could, be, it could be entwined We go around. Basically, they've released the console version of it without the auction house, right? Mm-hmm. And I don't think the console version has sold terribly well because it's just not something console gamers that interested in. But I think they've realised... And this is why it's important, right? Blizzard are a huge company and you know they're part of Activision Blizzard. You know that they, they are an entity that are money that's how they work mm. that's how all companies work fair enough but for them to actually take a step back and go you know what we made a mistake with this it's that's kind good, of a substantial yeah. thing yeah. they're switching it off in March I'm assuming that that will be before or around the time it'll definitely be before in fact because I reckon it, basically what it means is they've gone let's try and fix it they make an expansion with new items and new cool stuff and make it like classic Diablo um, I'm really excited by it because Diablo 2 is a game I played for years after launch because it was just so fun and so well balanced mm that you could just dip into it and play. But now, it kind of feels like it's just people farming gold so they can buy items. You can't buy anything. The idea was supposed to be you would buy good stuff on the auction house, but the auction house is so dominated by people who play it all the time that the prices are out of the reach of anyone who doesn't play it all the time. Yeah, And it's just one of these examples of why single-player games shouldn't be online just because it's cool. And that's basically all the media at the time said, this is a bad idea. I don't like the always online stuff. I don't like the auction house. And yeah, it's just kind of awesome that they actually, I think it gives me hope for the future of games, basically, because at the moment, stuff like Goddess and stuff like Diablo, you kind of think, oh God, it's all going shit. It's all like always online. <laughs> this bollocks. is the most down negative podcast no, it's ever. No, it's not. Because, you know, this is. We gave life six out of ten. Yeah, but it's, <laughs> life is bollocks, mate. No, no, we're going to, we're going to scale our reviews. Our reviews will scale up and down, like SimCity. All right, fair Yeah, enough. so life might be an eight next week. <laughs> exactly. Depending what happens. Mate, I've got a fucking swollen yeah, right. eye. Your life is My six life out, is yeah. a four. Yeah, this that, week. Is, that is sore. That's it's a bollocks. sore eye. Um, but yeah, it's given me hope. Because basically, if you can have a company of that size and scale, let yeah, open it. Yeah, it's Openly good. Admit, you know what? You guys don't want this, so we'll we're going to get, get rid, rid of it. it. Yeah, um, makes me kind of think. You know what? Maybe games aren't fucked. So uh, yeah, <laughs> that's the news story for this week. And um, we should probably do some questions. Let's do some questions. I want to question one. What do you think about life? Well, we covered that. So we can... shit. <laughs> I've got questions. Anyone got a couple of quid? A couple of what? Quid. Mate, I owe you some money, so yeah, definitely. I mean, what, yeah. Why? I why? I owe you money as well, Dave. Why? You, why do you need me. two pounds? Oh, it's just coming up to lunchtime. Oh, okay. <laughs> Actually, while we while we've it's been doing, Dave. <laughs> we'll, we'll talk about this more next week on the podcast. But while we've been here, the embargo has has, uh, has lifted. Mm-hmm. If you go to videogame.com now, you can see that amazingly, PES 2014 scored a nine out of ten. I don't understand. That's all we're going to say, and we'll get back to this next week when FIFA's out in the wild as well. But there you go, football. My God, say more. football. <laughs> bah, bah, bah. Sorry. So, yeah. Here we have, right, we have a couple of questions here. Some good ones here. That's what we got. Freekill asks, would you accept the offer to go to any game world at any time using, say, a magic remote? Question mark, I like the detail there. The catch is, though, <laughs> that you cannot hop back into reality only other game worlds. Do no, definitely. Quantum Leap for game worlds. Yeah, do I get a choice of which game worlds I go to once I'm in yeah, the game yeah, world? It's yeah. not Quantum Leap where all of a sudden I get thrown out into... Basically, you can go into any game world you want at no, will and change it. between them, but you can never come back to reality. No, definitely no. I definitely do it. I'd live in Pokemon land. <laughs> Pokemon land. <laughs> come on, guys. I want to go to Green Hill Zone, but then I'd hate Chemical Plant. That'd be shit. <laughs> but then you could I'd, leave. You could go to another one, babe. I'd drown in fruit and barley. <laughs> Pink. <laughs> I'm not sure you're thinking but, but what about when you run out of I guess there are a lot of well, game worlds so do worlds. you have to stay in the game world for a specific amount of time no or? you've got a magic remote using say a magic remote it says so if I go into the world of WWE is it confined to what you can do in WWE games you live in the world of WWE so, already well, yeah. so I wouldn't be no, tr- I wouldn't. This is quite, honestly the criteria for this is quite simple Simon you can go to any game worlds you want no, but am I confined? So in the WWE, in real life, yeah. WWE superstars do signings and they drive everywhere. But in the games, it's just, you know, in arenas. So are you just in so the basically, arenas basically, or do you do the rest of it? Your answer to this is no until they make some sort of MMORPG version <laughs> of wrestling. That, no. I just, where you can basically be a wrestler 
in well, no, because it works. With, I could be in Qatar and Metallica, and I could just be in Metallica. That'd be yeah, good. Yeah, precisely. You could I don't do, think uh, I'd do it though. No, I'd do the Pokemon thing. How long would you have to be there for? Well, forever. That's your choice, though. Come back to the real world. Choice. I'll probably do it. I'd do it. Yeah, cool. What about you, Steve? No, probably not. Probably not. <laughs> I'm, hope, I'm hopeful that when they patch life, it'll, it'll be better than any other game world. Nice. I'd go well. to Sonic 2006, and then <laughs> I'd get off with some random princess. As a hedgehog. Beastiality, yeah. man. Oh, that's what well, well, would, would you be a hedgehog, say, if you jumped into Sonic? Would yeah, you would you be, be you? Cutting mm. around. Yeah. Yeah, but if you want to get off with a woman, there'd be better games. This has got weird. <laughs> I'd rather so, try as a hedgehog. Something new in it. Next question. The best games for getting off with ladies are <laughs> top ten games. Look at my top ten list on n4j.com. <laughs> uh, here's a 800 question. degrees. This is a question. Maybe be higher than that. Yeah. If I wrote that today, I swear it'd be like ten thousand. Yeah. Oh, God, the internet's depressing. Uh, Garviel um, asks, "What do you think of the general unfinished state of Rome 2? Worst in series AI, technical problems, broken naval combat, and half finished mechanics." Well, I can only go off what Brat has told me. Tell yeah. me it's really good. Brat has said it was really uh, good, but Brat is probably wrong. Also, he says, uh, "And what? <laughs> Brat is never wrong." And what do you think caused it? Uh, I reckon it every time they said it wouldn't time run. and money or the time lack and money. Of. Yeah, absolutely. But, Development problems. That's, yeah. that's but, it. The, but the fact they say it's it's unacceptable. Well, you, yeah, you worked it on it, Burns. Not Rome, but they say it every time, and everyone just goes, "Oh no, the next one will be better." Well, don't fucking buy it. Then. Well, like, you yeah, know, everyone bought it, and they'll pack. They're already patching it now. Exactly. It's already happening. They're I mean, to be honest, week until I do think it's unacceptable. I think but I don't know. I, I mean, played it, so I don't it know is. The of it. But that's the same thing. At the same time, when everyone on the internet was was saying SimCity has killed my children, <laughs> I was playing SimCity and thinking, you know what? It's a bit broken, but I bloody love this game. I had, I had a really good time with SimCity. Did you really? I, I played know. it for about thirty hours, and then I got bored with it. But that's those thirty enough. hours, I was really having a good time. Mm. Uh, so yeah. who knows? Anyway, but that own. made me evil. Um, uh, but, 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 Niall Pudding says hello after watching you play Delver and Eldritch I was wondering if you had any turn-based traditional roguelikes uh, not a question for me uh, yeah I'd recommend WWE um, oh, what's it called <laughs> Dungeons of Dreadmore Dungeons of Dreadmore is great fun oh it's going Cam Sage favourite quote from a game Ooh. oh that's different I don't are there Wake me when you need me. That, oh, was that bollocks. Is terrible. That was bollocks. One that I like because it's incredibly stupid is from the end of um, well of any Metal Gear Solid quote, which are all incredibly stupid. But there's one where there's a cutscene where Solidus Snake slices up about four or five Metal Gear rays, then he shoots one in the head with a, just a normal bullet, and it dies. And then he just goes. Damn the Patriots! It doesn't make any sense. <laughs> you know, like his mask kind of clips off as he says, "You're like," and it's the, that is the ultimate kind of either fourteen year old or fifty year old game designer. Yeah. What is cool? <laughs> it just made me piss you know, myself. That's like, a really interesting question because games don't really breed. All your base belong to us. No, but well, everyone has everyone has something that I don't know. I mean, mine. It's not really a favourite. I'm, I'm kind of twisting the question here. Is one that's like stuck in your memory the most? Mm. And mine is from uh, Little Big Adventure Two on the PC, <laughs> which was a, there was a I believe a fox on a flying carpet in the desert and you'd have to buy a wizard's cloak from him and you couldn't and he'd say my dear sir my goods are only available to fully licensed wizards <laughs> and for some reason that soundbite and very little about the rest of that game apart from the fact that it was based on a dictatorship run by sausages uh, I don't remember anything else about that game well, and what you're selling got, what you're buying yeah, yeah I was going to say yeah, and Guy, yeah. Guybrush Threepwood having a problem with porcelain and shuddering every time he said it that sticks in my head I don't know if I liked it or not but that's the first thing that jumped into my head so there there's a go. question uh, for you Steve what is love? Baby, don't hurt me. There we go. That's the right answer. That's the correct answer. Mm. Six points. Six points. <laughs> a door just opened and someone's about to let me into it and uh, pass the test. I can't read this question. Sorry, somebody called Spock21 has written a, a question, but it's, it's, like a, it's like two paragraphs and uh, my eye is, is swollen, so I'm not going to read <laughs> but we, it. We love you, Spock. What did the Vulcan say to me? Beat me up, Scotty. No, that's not what Vulcan said. Sex me up, Scotty. More like. Yeah. So Skadoosh says, why, on consoles in brackets, are the prices for digital copies of games verging on the ludicrous? For example, Tomb Raider and Call of Duty Boy, which I believe is supposed to be Black Ops 2, on PSN, are £60. 
I know people should think that they should be cheaper as there's no media or shipping, but in reality, bandwidth charges on CDM for the download would be comparable to shipping charges per unit. Because publishers are still understanding how digital world works. Don't forget that. They, they, um, they want to see how much they can get away with before they can drop their price. Uh, I was wondering what, are external fa- yeah. what external factors are in play to stop digital games keeping pace with retail. Is it anything to do with retail's ability to bulk buy versus per license purchases on digital licenses? Wow, this guy knows. Wow. Well, I don't know. He's written a lot of words, but I don't know how well they'll clip together. I remember listening to one, of, uh, one of Take Two's financials, and they said that the margin, even though the price was higher on a copy of Borderlands 2 on a digital marketplace, right. like 50 quid or whatever it was on PS3, the margins were identical to the physical copy, yeah. which was weird. And I guess maybe that's down to scalability in the sense that they only ship so many digital copies so they're making out that they're I do wonder what are... the server costs are as Sony well Sony charge like don't they Sony um, if you want a demo was, was how it was a while ago if you wanted a demo on PlayStation Network you paid the costs so you what paid... the, the, the publisher yeah the publisher paid not Sony so that was always a consideration it's weird though and it's something that we often talk about on here that and that is probably my biggest fear for next gen definitely when Xbox was heading towards a digital only type thing is that you're no longer in that kind of free market where there's competition. You, ju- mm. you just own that marketplace yeah. and you can set your prices and they can stay there forever. Um, well, like I, um, Modern Warfare, the original Modern Warfare on Steam, I had a look the other day, it's still like 30 quid or something. And I was like, what's going on? That's the on? thing. Like, <laughs> well, I think some publishers just aren't playing yeah. ball with the pricing. Um, I also think some publishers aren't very savvy and they want to see how much they can, or they are savvy maybe, and they want to see what people buy this at this price. I think I maybe that's a big problem, is especially because, I mean, really, fundamentally, the problem comes down to uh, these companies employ too many people. And you know what? Like when they've got to sell these games for these fast prices because they've they got to make a profit. They that's have the so many people they need to pay yeah. because they have an infrastructure of, of loads of people. When obviously indies make millions because they make a little game with four or five and it people, takes off, yeah. and then they make millions I of coins. I find it odd, though, because there's... still early days, there's obviously, there's obviously games on the marketplaces that aren't selling anymore, like the original Grid, for example. That's not selling any copies anywhere. No. Um, and it's £15 normally, or around that. They reduced it to about £3, and it sold absolute shitloads, £3. Yeah. And it's like, why don't you just make that the norm for the older yeah. sort of things? Like, I think with some things as well, I mean, I think we've said that... I've said in the past, I think Deep Silver, really... I think they're quite new to the game, and I get the impression that maybe they've got, like, some... And the guy in charge might be a bit behind the times or something because it's just weird going on Steam and being like Saints Row 4 40 pounds it's like <laughs> I just get the impression that somebody's gone and tried to have a word with the man in charge and said guys like we kind of need to make it like 25 quid and they're going what that's ridiculous it's 40 pounds exactly if you want to download it they spend 40 pounds otherwise we're getting ripped off well that's the thing but some people probably think that I know yeah chatting with Mike there because some people think that because people have been selling retail games for so long they're like what do you mean look a person ripped off a person and this was quite a few years ago now but still within you know we're talking about three four years from a very high profile developer said to me you know how how do you go? How do we work our internet exclusive? With, with, he was American, mm-hmm. obviously UK. How do we work our exclusives with you? I said, how do you mean? He goes, well, obviously we'll put it on the American internet, and then when should we put it on the UK internet? I think I died. <laughs> like, but that but that just goes that just goes to show. Obviously, this is a few years ago, and this guy may have been a moron. Well, he was a moron, but the fact that that happened to me is just. That, is that what some people think is in these the companies? Guy that asked you about the road as well. It was the guy that asked me about the road. He said, "Are you going to E three this year?" I said, "Of course." He said, "Are you taking the bridge? The bridge, <laughs> that well-known bridge from UK to you?" I had to point out this wasn't during a dinner or an evening thing. This was a afternoon meeting. He was not drunk. <laughs> <laughs> That's incredible. Are you taking the bridge? That's an incredible. It's story. just, I love it. It's just stunning. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I think that that's that's the biggest problem, really. And I think that's you know, it's just generally across the board like, yeah. at the moment. The industry is struggling, and it's just like ah, you know what? People just aren't being savvy enough. And actually, recently there was the big thing with Blitz Games closing, and that was a weird one because everyone there was a kind of a real yeah. Uh, it's sad them. because they've been around. for Well, so no, this long, is the it? thing, and actually, I'll, I'll talk about this. Just trying to be candid about this for people outside of the industry. Blitz Games are a studio who uh, started by the the Oliver Twins, who invented Dizzy back in the day, and for the past sort of twenty years. They've mainly done a lot of kind of, uh, uh, kind of you know, BC-grade stuff. They've done a lot of work for big publishers, but basically making stuff like, you know, licensed games for Bratz and stuff, Bratz Dolls and all things like that. Bad Boys 2. Bad Boys 2. Uh, <laughs> uh, they've done a lot of licensed work. And the thing is, basically, they shut down, and there was this weird kind of clash because a lot of people in the industry were kind of going, oh, it's really sad. But then actually, quite rightly as well, a lot of um, gamers were just saying, yeah, but 
they, they haven't made any fucking good games mm. for a long time. And I was mm. one of those people, I said, you know what? The last good game they made, and this was a great game, was Glover. Which was oh, on the Glover N64. was great. I remember Glover. Yeah, it was great. Very Dizzy-like. But it came out about 15 years ago. <laughs> <Yeah>. um, <laughs> and it was called Glover. <laughs> it's called Glover. But Danny I love Glover. that game. I love that game. I love the game. And you know what? You maybe, a glove. If, maybe if you were. You were a Glover. You were, <laughs> you were a Glove. It's like L.A. Noir, the prequel. <laughs> <laughs> what? I don't know. Danny what. Glover. Lethal Cop. Oh, it's a private okay, joke between right. me and Burns. Okay. That well-known <laughs> Danny Glover franchise, Lethal Cop. <laughs> but yeah, it was, just, it was this weird one, basically, within the industry, because you probably might have seen there were lots of websites writing kind of nice retrospectives about Blitz and stuff. And I think basically what it boiled down to was Blitz were really nice guys. I think mm. they, mm. they've helped and a lot of people out. It's always sad industry. when anything closes. No, absolutely. Well. Like, but I think they were jobs. like, they were a classic kind of... It's sad, people lost their jobs, it's very sad. And um, I think... I sound pretty facetious there. <laughs> yeah, I don't mean yeah, to, I'm just trying to, I don't want to waste too much time on it. But I know, I know. It's one of these things where it's, they were really nice people and I think they've helped so many people in the industry. That's it, yeah, yeah. And they've been a real like supporting factor and I think it's kind of more of an institution. Yeah. But at the same time, I think, you know what, you look at these guys and they were clearly out of touch and it's sad, but at the same time, it's like when people are like, oh, Blitz have shut down, it's really sad. It's like, come on, like, I'm surprised it hadn't happened sooner. Well, they're dizzy Kickstarter fade as well. Well, that's the thing is, you know, they said we did. They said we've done everything we could, Mm. you know, and it's like yeah, but they did, but they didn't. And you know what? It's a generational thing, I think here. But having the Oliver twins, two guys in their like forties, fifties, I imagine, going, "Hey, we want three hundred and fifty thousand pounds to make a new dizzy game," and you know, the reaction was understandably, but at least very muted. At least they went out with their heads held high, unlike a claim. Back in the day, <laughs> who went out spending a lot of money? That's so. true. Now I think it's sad, but at the same time, I think it's it's one of those. Uh, what's happened with Blitz is kind of endemic of what's happening across the industry of people people maybe not being on the wave enough or um to to keep up with that. But and you know, doesn't it? There's always casualties. It does happen, but this brings me back to basically just something that has always annoyed me for the whole time I've been working as an adult is the fact that people don't listen to young people, right? And if you're a young person listening <laughs> to podcasts, you'll know this. But no, I used to I've worked for lots of big companies and small companies and I've consistently watched them making stupid mistakes and watching them just slowly piss their businesses into barrels because they don't have the sense to see that things are changing. And they don't have, they've got too much of an ego to listen to younger people who know what's going on. And who was it? Oh, I can't remember the company. I'll have to look it up. I'm so sorry. It's me, the worst anecdote ever now. (laughs) But there was a company who was told, you know, right back, you know, a decade ago, more. You've got to get online. And they laughed. And they went, online? Pfft, that, they're not going to take over anything. That's what they said. And now that company is dead. Yeah, precisely. I can't remember who that was. I'll look it up well, and tell you next like, week. What, games-wise? Or no, it was just a, it's a huge company. And they were told, you must, must you know, embrace the internet now. And they laughed it off and said, no, whatever, that would never take off. But you know what? The smartest companies just, you know, they don't go, oh, shut up, you're young, or whatever. They, they listen to people who are young. And they then take, they go, They oh. take everything into like, account you know, and make a decision. I'm going to get into a point when I've got like, you know, 10, 15 years time, I'm not going to know what the piss I'm talking about. And at that point, I'm going to try and have somebody who's much younger and say, tell me what to do. What are we doing? Wow, are we that's, doing? that's a fascinating scenario. Because at the moment, I feel like I'm on the cutting edge of things. I know what's what, but I know that will change. Um, but I think at the I moment, games particularly. I feel like everything passes me by. You'd be all right, Dave. Apart from wrestling. You'd be all right. Come on, Dave, Simon. <laughs> Dave, call me Dave. See? You're, you're off the cuffs, man. I've lost it, mate. You've lost it Literally, already in the last the end of the Kickstarter process. I've pinnacle. evolved. <laughs> I've become a Davimon. <laughs> He's Davimon now. I want to live in the Davimon land. All right, one last question, and then we're done. Um, I'm on the wrong page, web page. Once you're over the hill, you pick up speed, as they say. <laughs> uh, several recent video games that feature strong narrative. This is from Slenderman Co., I should add, um, who designed the Dave Kickstarter competition. Mm. Several recent video games that feature strong narratives contain scenes that many find confronting or even disturbing. A few reviewers even give these games a lower score due to their presence, often citing the lack of a chance to change outcomes as a factor. Many widely regarded films also contain scenes that take viewers to dark and uncomfortable places. Blah, 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 blah. Blah, blah, blah. Do you think we've reached a stage where video games are treated similar to films as valid attempts to highlight societal issues and start discussions? Or No. 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 But I do think they should be, and I also think that, depending on the scene, you know, because there are, there are some films that, I, that, that ruin the enjoyment for me if, if a scene's bad, but depending on the scene, I don't think that necessarily means you have to knock There's a point a off. Is the question that we are overly critical on games that try this? So that we deliberately mark things well, down or whether we can... He basically, can he suggests it. that films will often uh, get kind of rave reviews when they take people to dark and uncomfortable places. Yeah, which places. is true. A lot of is that true? When Clockwork often... Orange came out, wasn't it kind of like, mm. and then later on it was regarded as... I suppose, yeah, I don't know. I mean... 
Well, it depends. I don't know. I was But then stuff like the Saw films. The Saw films were like, you know. Yeah, but that wasn't... That did it in a silly way, didn't it? To a degree. But also, but the first, often. But oh, the, yeah, absolutely. The first Saw film, though, was well-received. People mm. thought it was actually quite a good concept. And even though some of it was quite gratuitous and over the top, people thought it kind of fits the context. It was just when they franchised the, you know, the crap Agency's out of it. Agency's key, lost isn't it? Agency's key in video games. That's, that's the main difference. The, the whole thing with Hotline Miami 2's opening with the, uh, the rape stuff. Um, people like and the counter argument was yeah but the violence is fine so you didn't mind running around smashing people's skulls in mm. and the counter argument is well yeah because I chose to do that and then suddenly I'm in a cutscene I'm doing that you know yeah. Mm, but, yeah. I, but my, sorry my character my avatar is doing that but I'm not doing it and the thing is about taking people to dark and uncomfortable places and like, there are a lot of movies that do that but they don't have to be horror movies and the most well regarded movies that do kind of that where you think, oh man, that is terrible. Our movies like The Godfather, The mm. Godfather Part Two, or The Orphanage. <laughs> you seen that? Yeah, but <laughs> no. you don't. No, I'm not joking. No, no, no. I just, I don't, I've never heard of that film. That's all. So I, I don't. Okay. Watch The Orphanage. It's fucking scary. But it's it, horrible. It doesn't so have bit... to be. It doesn't have to be cutting people's dicks off. It just has to be like a slow descent into like the, on TV tropes. It's but called the moral horizon. Does it make horizon. a difference if it's the element of control? Like if something happens that's, in a that's, that's I, I think, but is that not that's why video games? I'm not saying it's right or wrong. What, but is that not why video games can stand out because well, they can make you do things well, you don't it. want there's to do? A final line to this question, which is: Does the interactive nature of video games create more of an impact on individuals and increase their discomfort? I think so. And I think definitely. I think this question must have come from this GTA scene, which we're not going to reference, but I think it's someone I threw think it so, out there yeah. quite early. Now, I when I played, I said to you, Matt, I said I did not like that scene. I found it very uncomfortable. I found it very off-putting. And I'd rather not have done it. But it didn't, I didn't then get to you know, sit down to review the game and think, well, I must knock a point off because of that. Because, the, it, it, I mean... See, I, but the, someone did, But do you it? find... Some people one, did. One review gave it a seven. It was in context, and it was... It, was the, it didn't feel... Mm. I, I, it didn't fell out of, out of sync for the character. But, you know, I don't think context is enough. I think value is important. And well, you know what? I've been, it's difficult. Like, I've been doing something recently that's been make, I've been thinking about this topic a lot, actually. And I think the games that have handled that really well... Well, the game that handled it perfectly first was Shadow of the Colossus. Of course, this idea of, like, you know what? You're going to do something now. And you're going to gradually realize that what you're doing is unpleasant. Yeah, but and you're wrong. Not, but you don't have a choice not to do it because it's like that's what you're doing. Mm. And this idea of being like, you know, you're not like you don't have complete player agency, but just by being involved with mild agency, just going along for the ride, you feel complicit, and that adds value because it's like it's unpleasant, but it makes you feel different. It makes mm. you. It's like it, to me, that's the point really. And it's not when games have interesting themes or interesting ideas or talk about sexuality or gender that games become art it's at those moments it's like for me art is, is sensa- sensing something new The Last of Us is like that as well really again we won't spoil anything here but yeah, the way absolutely. The Last of Us you know, finishes is, is, is kind of like that you know, it puts you in a position that you may feel uncomfortable with I think it's difficult I think it's something that's still no one's got it 100% not that people have got it right, but it's still, I think, people are experimenting feeling, though, with, with this it. stuff in GTA because obviously I have had this spoil for me, unfortunately, because I made your website put a video up of it. <laughs> um, but I, I don't know how I, I'm going to have to see how I feel about it in the context because it's not like I'm going to sit there and go, oh, that's very horrible. I don't like the tone of that. Mm. Um, I think it's just the fact you've got to make, make use of it. Like, if you're going to make a player do something really unpleasant in a video game, then I want that to have a kind of emotional value in, this, in the narrative. And it does, know? though, because. I mean, it's, okay. not, it's not difficult to work out who's doing it but he would do this he would do this that is, it's made perfectly clear and just because I didn't particularly like it as a player doesn't mean I think it makes the game any worse no, yeah. that's just my individual re- re- response to that scene but yeah, that's, that's so. the whole problem there is he would do it but would you do it and again there's the disconnect between your avatar and his story and your own image. Like, so say I'm fairly sure and I, I don't know anything about it but that's uh, well, a great place to start with. But, you know, that torture scene, if it's, if it's near the same level of, of awfulness as anything in the Punisher video game, I'll be surprised. Um, as in drilling people's eyes out, putting people in shark tanks, having their skulls ripped off. Everyone's like, fucking yes, the Punisher. Because the Punisher, you, when you sign up to be the Punisher, you know what you're doing. And if there's a problem between how you feel and how the character feels, I reckon there should be I an think out. It's a debate to be had. That's, I mean, well, it's, it's, it's a silly thing to say, but it's true. Would your, I don't know how long this scene lasts. Let's say, for sake of argument, it's 10 minutes. Is that about right? Mm, 15. Okay, right. Given how big GTA is, I don't know, you're what, 30, well, 40 hours thing. in? Yeah, yeah, yeah. If that was a 15 minute scene within a six hour game, would that change your opinion? No. But, but they, uh, maybe it I, it's not as if it just gets lost amongst no, everything No, maybe else. I'm different in that sense, in that if I don't like one thing or, I, I, you know, that to me is not enough to, 
ruin my enjoyment of it. I know. Unless it's really bad. I mean, if it did something... I think this was bad. If it did something that was completely... But to me, this is GTA. It's a game where if you, you want, you can walk around and you can shoot people in the head. Like to me, that's just as bad. But we all accept that. You so know I what? Maybe what I mean. You know, this is the thing is, I'm I'm really interested to go and play this and, and mull this over and just see how I feel about it. But I wouldn't be surprised if, in a way, it sounds to me like this might be the ultimate kind of like turning the mirror on you in terms of like the fact that, that people have been mm, buying GTA games to do horrible things for yes, years. Yes, but, but when it makes you do it... And they're like, right, you know what? You sick fucker, totally you buy these games because you want well, to totally, kill people? Totally, totally How about agree. you do this? And the other thing as well is that I genuinely didn't think this would create that much of a fuss. So what does that say about me? I thought everyone would just accept this like, oh, but that's just what they've I think been, it's interesting. So. And I think it will be the most interesting thing about the game. Um, It'll be the most talked about. Um, maybe. Yeah. It's a shame though, really. I don't... I, I Honestly... Wouldn't I think I mentioned it in one of the features I did with GTA? I think in what a passing line about Trevor saying some of the things he does you may not like. That was it. I didn't think it needed any more prominence. I it's didn't all about, think it get picked yeah, up on that much. It's I all about didn't. it's all about context and value. And you know what? Yeah. I've had a lot of people criticizing me for stuff recently, basically saying that I'm kind of like um, I have a problem with with games that break taboos and stuff. It's not true at all. I think I don't think there should be any taboos in any form of entertainment. I just think that when you break a taboo, it has to have context and it has to have value it has to add something and the things i don't like when in any form of medium when it does something that's maybe kind of edgy or or is when it's crass is when it's just something the that feels like it's guy. there I, I don't for no reason yeah precisely early you just family go, guy jokes are the, are, the, are the former there's one early, i think it's fairly early family guy jokes but about where so i think brian says oh it's lame with an fdr's legs and then someone goes too soon, and it, of course it's not. It's been fifty years, yeah. and that's per- and then now later Family Guy jokes are crass. It's just a cutaway to someone saying something really fucking horrible about someone, and then going, a, "I, know, I really don't think that this scene was put in to be crass or just to get people talking." No, no, I, I don't. don't think it I was. genuinely think it believed because they, don't they need thought any more talk about GTA. <laughs> yeah, but, but I, don't, and I genuinely think they thought we are going all the way with this character, which they do. We have to have something that really shines a light on who he is. And they did this. And I think in that sense, it works really well. Just because as a player, I found it uncomfortable. Maybe, that, maybe that's the point. Maybe I'm supposed to find yeah, it uncomfortable. Yeah. But I do not think that it should not be done because of the reasons no, people absolutely. are saying. But I think, that, I think if we want games to be accepted, like films and books and movies and all of that, then these things have to happen. And if you agree with it, great. If you don't agree with it, great. But just make sure the debate is what... Is and actually, you know what? When you've got like... I think I'm, I'm more... More than anything, I'm just interested. Because I think the idea of... Um, of making violence unpleasant in games which are inherently but being that, played for violence, mm. I think is a valuable thing to do. It is, and it is unpleasant. Have you seen the film Funny Games? No, mm. I haven't. The film Funny Games, <laughs> you can watch either because they've made it in, uh, the original one was, uh, what was it? Finished? Was it French? Uh, oh, I can't remember. I think it was a Norwegian um, Maybe not. But anyway, they made two versions, the US one and the original. They're both shot for shot, almost exactly the same. Yeah. So you can watch either and it's great. But it's basically, it's supposed to be an antidote and to horror movies in America and mm. violence because basically what it does is it makes a violent film, right? A, s- a senseless violence, but the whole point of it is to showcase how exciting and sexy Hollywood makes violence-looking yeah. films. Mm, so it's basically, it's a film in which these two young men torture and kill and hunt down a family and just one by one kill them. And th- there's no motive, there's no reason and it's just horrible. It's mm. relentlessly unpleasant. And it's horrible to watch. It makes you feel really uncomfortable. But that's the point. It's basically just going, violence is horrible. And that's the point of this mm. film is violence is not nice. And I don't know. I think that's something that games have toyed with a little bit, but they kind of want to have their cake and eat it. You yeah, know? They're totally kind of like, like, I mean, that's why I hated fucking um, Red River. What's it called? Operation Flashpoint. Was It was like, hey guys, war is bad. Ding! Headshot, 10 <laughs> points. Headshot, 10 points. It's like, you know what? You know, fucking choose your side, you dickheads. Anyway, we should probably wrap it up. We're running over. But we will have, um, if you've enjoyed the kind of GTA chat, well, I'm sure we're going to go into this stuff in much more depth quite soon. Yeah, we will do. So do keep an eye out. And if you have enjoyed the podcast, then give us a bloody rating on the iTunes or something and do a yeah. subscribe. Lovely, lovely, sexy people, you. Thank you very much for listening. Bye. 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 Bye.